Hello and welcome to another episode of Software Should Be Free with myself, Tim Abel. Today I will be trying not to go, uh, um, cluck, or any of these other noises. <laughs> um, I don't edit much, so it's quite good to build a habit. Anyway, enough about that. Things I want to share with you today are new techniques that I've picked up for being an effective person is morning journaling. Um, I'll put a link in the show notes. Um, This is a free-flowing exercise where you don't think too hard about uh, anything in particular, but you just write what comes into your mind. The point is not to create this wonderful record of your life. It's more of a like clearing out of thoughts. Uh, So I've been trying this for uh, close to a week now. Um, And I have to say, very effective. Um, The thing that I found to be wonderful about this is sometimes I get a bit stuck in my morning planning. So I'm using Sensama, which is a fantastic app for like recording your top priorities for the day and just thinking about your day rather than just piling in. Uh, It's more focused on today than getting things done is. Um, But I was still finding when when I sat down to try and figure out like what were actually important things for me to get done today given that I'm not currently doing client work which opens up a lot of possibilities uh, and is good practice for future entrepreneur type things I just get a bit overwhelmed with like all of the thoughts in my head all the things I could do trying to work out what was a priority and what wasn't Um, so this morning journaling exercise which I read about has really helped me kind of flush my mind of all of the noise and flip-flopping between thoughts by just getting that out on paper um taking the time to write it whatever it is that comes and it's it's really quite magical but when i then so i spend about 20 minutes at the moment while i'm not doing client work i'm sure that will reduce when i then sit down to look into some and think okay what do i actually need to do what's really important today I just have a much clearer mind, a much clearer understanding of what my values are and how that drives what I'm going to do today. So normally it ends up sort of clearly focused around family. Um, I need to work on health and fitness, but that's not currently top of the list, um, particularly in winter. (laughs) Um, The client work, which I'll talk a bit about later, um, and some kind of sustainable um they call it passive income for want of a better word it's obviously it's not very passive because you have to work hard at it but some kind of other business beyond my time for money work um so that's been super effective so the two big things are morning journaling um just let those thoughts flow and then moving into sansama to do a daily planning uh, it is a paid app but i think it's well worth the money it's not very much money i think even <clears throat> even if you're just a doing an employee type job you could still potentially justify that in your monthly spend um and then it's become much easier to flip straight from that to get on with whatever the top task of the day is although today because i've been quite good at uh, focusing lately i took the morning to just go for a dog walk with my wife after the kids were off at school and nursery which has been fantastic really enjoyed doing that so <clears throat> on the on the particular topic, so in terms of time for money, uh, I have decided, uh, and I don't, don't know why I didn't think of this sooner, to focus on team lead, tech lead kind of roles. Um, my coach said something 
which is, what if it was easy? She just put that in an email. And that's really made me think, like, where am I making things too too difficult? Like, making complexity where it doesn't perhaps need to exist. Like, looking for simpler options. And, I, you know, like this idea of building a whole consultancy. Well, that's a, that's a big thing, or an agency. That's a big, hard thing. Um, could potentially go that direction. Um, but if my goal is just to sustain life while I build some other thing, that seems a bit of a a lot to do just to, to continue life as is. Um, so given I've had 20 years being a coder on and off, um, and that I've always kind of liked the communication part, partly hence doing this, um, I've liked helping people, mentoring people. I have actually, as it happens, led a couple of teams Really enjoyed that, got really good results. Um, <clears throat> so it makes sense in in lots of ways to level up um, in, in what I'm offering there. Um, it, it's also really hard to keep up with the tech day to day when I have, have family. Um, there are people coming up behind me who are younger and have more time or maybe even older than or and have more time i have met someone who <coughs> was able to outpace me just because the, their period of life was later than mine but much freer to just get on with it uh, across the hours whereas i i've you know people say you regret the time spent not spent with your family not the time you didn't spend in the office so i'm, I'm very mindful of that as i push hard on all fronts um so yeah with with my particular blend of a long time doing technical things um, and being a bit more of a people person, a bit more of a communicator. Team lead seems like a a good balance. I've also, <clears throat> I always avoided team lead um, on the basis that I didn't want to let my tech skills go stale. Um, but since I kind of took that line, I've learned a couple of things. One is the pendulum method, which is to alternate roles where sometimes you'll take a team lead role and sometimes you'll take an individual contributor role, which is one way of doing it. And I might do that just as it happens. If I keep looking for team lead roles, if there's none available at the time, I might take some individual contributor work to fill in the gaps. Uh, so I might do that naturally. That seems like a good way of doing things. <clears throat> and the other thing that I think is more useful and more important, actually, is something I learned um, from... I don't know if I read this somewhere, but I, I certainly saw someone do this. Um, uh, I worked with a a product owner who was also a developer. And um, they, what they did that was highly effective in terms of both keeping their skills up and being useful to the team um, is they picked up a piece of the... <clears throat> well, not really a piece... Uh, back up a bit so we were building building a you know a web-based piece of software um and you know the team the team of developers is getting hell for leather um it doesn't make sense for someone who's very interrupt driven like a team lead or a product owner to pick up a piece on the critical path so something that if they then get distracted by some stakeholder interaction or something that's blown up they're going to end up blocking the development team and also they're always going to be a little bit behind because the development team's five days a week flat out, whereas they're in and out between their interrupt-driven work. <clears throat> um, the maker schedule, manager schedule, um, is a very good article on the subject in terms of interrupt-driven versus flow and focus. Um, what's it done? <laughs> it's a very hard habit to break. So, is so better than them? I don't know. Um, <laughs> Ah, 
Self-awareness. It's horrible. What was I? So what this person did was they built a support console to go side by side with the main web app. Um, and that that gave some huge benefits. So for one, they never blocked us. Uh, for two, it allowed the team to offload support to this support console. Um, the tech support person that we had on the team could self-serve a lot of things, even when it was interaction with the database. Um, without needing that deep technical knowledge to just dive in. Um, <clears throat> and the product owner was able to keep their skills sharp by actually building a real thing, interacting with the real database. It kept their knowledge of the actual product really fresh because they were they were thinking about the actual data structures and how it worked. So you did, they didn't end up drifting off into like um, the land of all ideas but disconnected from the actual reality. So that's a, a technique I'll definitely take with me, which is working on a non-critical piece of production code. Um, I, I've seen it done elsewhere where um, someone picks up like some some what we might call drudge work in development work, like stuff that's like in the way, slows us down as developers, but no one quite has time to do because they're working on their features. So someone who's more manager schedule could come in and make progress on that. And then when they succeed in that, They've learned a lot and they've improved the productivity of the team. So another another great way. Um, and I've seen tech leads do that. So yeah, that's made me a lot more comfortable with taking on tech leads and not worrying so much that I'm going to get stale. Uh, also, I want to work on my side projects and I'm going to try and work on those in technology that is relevant to the day job, which will help. And that gives me a segue into what's going on on the side projects. So I talked about... Uh, possible markets of developers and podcasters and then promptly had an idea that was nothing to do with either of them as is the way but that's fine go with the flow and that idea which i don't think i'd even thought of when we last spoke um <clears throat> was a thing about the right to represent process for end clients recruiters and contractors or permanent employees to be um <clears throat> so having been a permanent employee having been a contractor i have been on the receiving end of this many, many times. I'm also aware of some of the horror stories. Uh, so, for example, <clears throat> I have heard of recruiters, uh, <clears throat> the shady recruiters, as it were, forging the, yes, you have the right to represent me in order to try and win a deal. Obviously, that doesn't end well for anybody. Um, but <clears throat> and from, from the actual above-board recruiter, there's a lot of what goes into that and they're trying to mitigate a, a risk that's obviously costing costing the money otherwise they wouldn't they wouldn't bother doing it because <clears throat> it's become part of their processes so i have an idea that we could build some we i um maybe in collaboration with people some kind of centralized thing to help manage the who has given authorization to which recruiter to represent them for what role uh, and I have lots of ideas. I'm not going to go into any of the ideas about how that's going to work because if I do end up talking to you, I want to do research without biasing. I don't want you to just tell me my idea is great. I want you to tell me what your problems and your experience has been in the space without jumping to what the solutions might be. Uh, hopefully I can push myself to <clears throat> not do what I did with Schema Explorer, which is just go ahead and build. Um, I, I don't have time left to do too many exercises like that because that took me quite a lot of years um, and didn't build me the business that I was kind of gunning for really so this time <clears throat> I have made a much shorter cycle 
in order that I've got some way of uh, talking to people about it in a bit more depth and to collect interested people's details, uh, I have created uh, just a landing page, which you can find at timwise.co.uk slash represent. I'll put that in the show notes. <clears throat> that redirects to just a GitHub website. Jekyll static pages, which I really enjoy building. I <clears throat> Just as an aside, I, I learned another hard lesson about dev prod parity and lost lost half a morning um, when the, the version on GitHub didn't look like the version on my machine. So, um, But GitHub, thankfully, <clears throat> do publish all their version information and you can make your local Jekyll run exactly the same thanks to ASDFVM for picking the Ruby version and uh, Bundler and Gem Files for picking the right GitHub pages. Um, gem. Uh, so GitHub provide a gem which includes all the dependencies that they make available. So <clears throat> that's fantastic. Anyway, that's an aside. So I built this page. It's got it's just got a few pages on it. It's got one for clients, one for recruiters, and one for candidates. Um, and they're all just a little explanation of what I think the pains are um, and the fact that I think we should do something about it. <clears throat> uh, and uh, a form that goes to Airtable. Um, uh, Airtable is great for this. You just build a spreadsheet and turn it into a form and then you can embed that with a bit of JavaScript onto wherever, even a static page like Jekyll, which is really cool for collecting details or doing surveys or anything like that. So that's where that's at. Uh, I've had one person submit so far, which was a bit less than I'd hoped for after I posted it on LinkedIn, um, given that I'm connected to a lot of uh, contractors and recruiters. Um, I do wonder if LinkedIn is perhaps not keen to promote links outside of their service. Mm, so that's a possibility. Um, but yeah, this is an evening thing I can hack away on. So I'll try and um, promote that and try and collect some people to talk to. I do have one person to follow up with, though. So that's great and people are expressing positive interest um, so we'll see where that goes see if i've learned enough lessons to make that clear that it's a go or no go without spending too long on it so that's that uh, and on the other piece of the puzzle is skills building so i've <clears throat> got a little bit stale on this and that and things have moved on as they do very very quickly um so i am cranking through plural site videos now i've just finished the es6 primer um, on <clears throat> what's new in there, and that's been fascinating. Uh, JavaScript has really evolved as a language. There's some uh, they, <laughs> they've got yield in there now, so you can do iterators, which is about time too. Um, and some uh, de destructors is very cool, um, where you can pass in an object and and a default, and then reassign everything to a whole bunch of different things. You can destructure arrays as well, which is yeah, it's really cool. Um, I also got to look into TypeScript and Angular and React and basically try and build skills for the day job um, and skills to build this new idea if that becomes evident that there is a important enough problem to solve. And that, I think, is about that from me today. Um, I really need to figure out how to make my computer not look. Um, yeah, I don't think there's anything else to cover. So... Uh, one request from me to you. Uh, I, I know that some people do listen to this from the stats, not not a lot, which is fine because um, <laughs> I do this as much for me as for you. Um, I enjoy it. Um, but I would really like to hear from you if you have listened to this. So choose, choose a method. Let me know that you've listened to it. Um, I'm also interested in guests who would like to show up uh, and I think 
have a place that you can send me a quick message on voice, which would be cool, which is timwise.co.uk slash message. But you can just record a voice note, and then I could include that in the show, which would be rather fun. So, yeah, that's it for Software Should Be Free. I'll see you next time.